It's lunchtime in Central Texas. What are we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Time for the press box. Here's your host, Ward Weitz, along with Aaron Sexton. And good afternoon. It is lunchtime in Central Texas. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Football Friday here on the press box. It's finally here. It is. Game day. Game weekend. Yep. We've, we've got them we got them loaded for you yeah and this is the full weekend Friday night high school football tonight mm-hmm college football tomorrow including Baylor and Utah starting with the pregame show at 7 a.m mm-hmm the right ESPN Central the- Texas kickoff show yep and then the tailgate show starts at 9 a.m. and then kick off at 11 a.m. And we will have it. We will have probably about 10 total hours of coverage of Baylor football tomorrow starting at 7 a.m. And uh, there's also a couple other pretty decent games on the uh, schedule for tomorrow, including Texas and Alabama. Yeah, the best one, though, is UMHB and Trinity. That's on the schedule, We too. have that for you, too, as well. Absolutely. We'll have that over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. That pregame starts at 530 Kickoff at 6 o'clock, so you can tune in to Baylor football and get all of it. And about the time that it is winding down, you can flip over to Fox and catch the Crusaders trying to get win number one on the 2023 season. Four high school games tonight across our airwaves right here on ESPN Central Texas. We will have the Robinson Rockets over on 101.3, the Arena Leopards on 104.9. We will have China Spring. And over on Fox, our sister station, we will have the Temple Wildcats. And that pregame will start at 6.30, kick off at 7 o'clock, and move th- that up 30 minutes for everybody that's expecting the 7.30 kickoff. Okay, and that, so I believe that all four of our games tonight, barring them being pushed back, which Robinson has the first two weeks, mm-hmm. barring them being pushed back, everything is a 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock tip. Mm-hmm. As of right now, that could change. Like seven said, o'clock kick. So, <laughs> I did that earlier. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that uh, that was a seven o'clock tip off." <laughs> I forgot who they, I was they, talking they to. They kick off in football. Oh yeah, that's right. Hey, <laughs> I'm learning on the job. That's <laughs> awesome. But yeah, seven o'clock kickoffs for all four games on our uh, group of stations tonight, and then Sunday the NFL. We will have the Cowboys home opener, starting with pregame at six Sunday evening as they travel to. New York to take on the Giants in their season opener. Should be fun. We'll talk Cowboys coming up here in just a little bit. Kyle Yeomans will join us, and we'll get into that game coming up on Saturday and get into why Dak Prescott went under sedation. We'll find out from Kyle Yeomans a little bit about that. Last night, the NFL got kicked off on NBC, and I'm eating a little bit of crow today, but I'm not going to take a big bite. I'll take a little bite of the crow, but I'm not eating it because I'm still not buying the Detroit Lions or a playoff team. I get it. I understand a lot of people are, oh, the Lions beat the Chiefs. Look, the Chiefs were shorthanded. The Chiefs didn't have their number one playmaker and one of the leaders on their offense. They didn't have their number one playmaker on defense. They also had a 
what should have been a catch for a first down instead turns into a pick six, and that's the difference in the ball game. Now, look, it's football. Things like that happen. I get it. But the best quarterback, the best player in the league got zero help last night, and you see why even the best have to have a little bit of help. But the Detroit Lions, I'm still not buying it. I'll I, Again, I'll take a little bite of crow last night. I didn't think there was any way Detroit was going to beat Kansas City, even without the weapons. But I, I'm still not going to buy into that this is a legitimate playoff team. Now, they make me – they, they may serve me the full plate full before this is all said and done, but I'm not buying it yet. And we talked yesterday, we were wondering how the Chiefs and Mahomes would look without Kelsey because he's had him every game of his career, mm-hmm. and they did not look as good offensively, obviously. They still had a chance to win, as you said. It, Patrick Mahomes still made some amazing plays. The The – Pass off Kadarius Tony's hands that turned into a pick six. Should have never been a pick six. Absolutely. It should have been a first down. And then there was another play where where Mahomes scrambles mm-hmm. and then has to throw back against his body to the other side of the field, 30 yards upfield, makes a perfect throw, and Kadarius Tony just drops it. I drafted him in a couple of leagues, and they, they say don't drop anyone after week one. He's he's gone. He will not be <laughs> rostered on any of my teams after this week. Oh, so the Chiefs get the loss, then they lose to the Lions twenty one to twenty last night. a uh, little bit more NFL news before we get to some high school football. Uh how about Joe Burrow? It's a record two hundred and seventy five million dollar extension. That's pretty good. And the I the the most important part of that, two hundred and nineteen million Guaranteed, two hundred nineteen million and one cent guaranteed. That's that's. I, f- a- I think that one cent makes him. <laughs> I, I've, it is that. Yeah. Okay. I'm now that I read the rest of the article. Uh, I think that is. Oh no! It's it's. I thought that the point makes him the highest paid NFL player in history. Right, but I thought it was the highest guaranteed. But Deshaun Watson still at two hundred thirty million has the highest guarantee. Mm-hmm. That's still. Almost thirty million more than the third highest guarantee, which is Justin Herbert, who just signed that contract. So a great contract for Joe Burrow, but also well deserved. I mean, he is easily a top five quarterback in the league, maybe top three. I would think so. Yeah, I don't think anybody could dispute that. There's, you know, we'll see how it plays out from here. But yeah, that's a and I love the confidence. Deal. He said they asked him preseason, uh, "What's your Super Bowl window?" And he said, "As long as I'm here." <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. One of my favorite responses ever to a to a question from a reporter. That's that's what I want my quarterback saying. There's no doubt. One hundred percent. Want him as long as I'm here. Our Super Bowl window is open. College football. Dion and the Buffaloes of Colorado. And Aaron, you are you're the Vegas guy in the room. And sports books are noticing something unusual heading into the first NFL week. The Colorado Buffaloes taking on Nebraska Cornhuskers, Huskers, excuse me, in this weekend is attracting more bets than the NFL right now. Explain that to me. People are excited. I don't know. People are excited about this game. Maybe they think. How that- do they get more bets than the NFL, though? Come on. It's. It- 
it has all the bookmakers in well, Vegas scratching their head. They're just, attracting up to 90% favorite on the Buffaloes right now. That's incredible. I've never seen a number close to that high as far as one side having that much action. So it could be a bad weekend if Colorado wins for Vegas. <laughs> it really could. And I was I was looking at it. Um, you mentioned the 90%, mm-hmm. which is incredibly, incredibly high. But this is one of the biggest swings I've ever seen in a point spread for a college football game. You know, it's happened since the lines were first released in the summer, but when that happened, uh, Nebraska was a nine-point favorite over Colorado mm-hmm. on the road. Mm-hmm. Now the Buffaloes are two-and-a-half-point favorite. Just uh, an 11-and-a-half-point swing, or did I do my math right? I, I could, Yeah, that's right. I could be that's way huge. wrong, but I'm taking Nebraska. I, I am. I am, too. I think, look, you can't. Every every week can't be your Super Bowl. Last week was was Colorado Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and you cannot stay up that that high emotionally every week. And they were coming out of the locker room ripping the doors off last week. We'll see. You can do it two weeks in a row, but you can't do it every game of the year. You know, fire and brim, fire and brimstone pregame speech to get them fired up. You know. You can do that a few times a year. The rest of the rest of the time, you just have to have a you just have to have a a good game plan, and hopefully your players execute. It, it'll be interesting. I, that's one of the most intriguing games of the weekend for me is that eleven a.m. kickoff between Nebraska and Colorado, just because of the obvious reasons. Uh, high school football last night on national television last night. Did you get to catch any of the Lake Belton Broncos on ESPN last night? taking on the Red Oak Hawks in district game number one. Broncos fell 38-34, to but a good football game and good exposure for Central Texas football with that being on ESPN last night. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I wish I was able to see it, but due to current circumstances between a certain cable company <laughs> and ESPN, I'm not able to watch, and that's getting frustrating, and that's going to change, so. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm not. You're going somewhere else, is I, what you're just saying. Just a little friendly advice: if you're currently in the midst of a standoff with ESPN about their cable rights and how much they want to charge you, look, the consumers are going to have to pay for it in the end anyway. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. Just get the deal done, because people are going to blame the cable companies. Well, yeah. Where the, and it's and it works both ways. ESPN wants a lot of money per subscriber. For the cable companies, obviously, to carry them, mm-hmm. and the cable companies don't want to pay, to, you know, exactly what they're asking, and it's a negotiation. But you got to get it done before college football season starts. But you're talking about tomorrow, ESPN. The the, the ESPN games are Utah and Baylor, mm-hmm. and then Alabama and Texas. Texas. Two pretty good games. Absolutely. Plus and, college game day. Don't yes, forget about that. Yes, which is which starts your day with coffee. Absolutely, and it's I, Fox's big noon isn't bad, but it's just not. It's not the same. No, it, it's AAA compared to the Yankees <laughs> as far as free game shows. Yeah, please get it fixed. If, and if and if you have them, I'd be might be. I would already look and somewhere else. You, I, I don't know how you're being so patient. But. And I'm telling you. Everyone I've talked to who's in the same predicament has said the same thing. No one has said, 
man, I'm tired of ESPN holding up these cable companies. It's not. Every one of them has said they better get it fixed or there are other options. There's, you know, the YouTube TV. There's Stown. There's all kinds of. Well, there's other just, distributors, too. Absolutely. That aren't having that problem. There's Fubo. You know, there's a lot of, of ways to get ESPN now. So hopefully it'll get fixed. Round Rock Dragons get the win or lose to the Cedar Park Timberwolves, twenty-eight to twenty-four last night. How about the Crowley Eagles? Boy, they got something working in Crowley right now. They get a big win over Mansfield Summit uh, and the Jaguars, forty-three to fourteen last night. Trinity gets their first win of the year, beating Flower Mound Marcus, fifty-nine forty-nine. Also, Burleson Centennial with a big win over Saginaw, forty to thirteen, and Fort Worth Arlington Heights. They hand University a loss last night, 21-20, to in a good game over in Fort Worth. Mansfield Legacy, Coach Jeff Hume gets his first win of the season over Dallas Wilson Wildcats, 35-30 to last night. So some good games around the area last night and around the Metroplex last night. Some more really good matchups coming up tonight. A good matchup coming up Sunday, too, as the Dallas Cowboys take on the New York football Giants. You can hear that game right here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up next, we'll talk to Kyle Yeomans with the Cowboy Network about that game coming up on Sunday and more about the Cowboys as the press box continues right after this on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. The West Coaches Show with David Woodard is brought to you by Bush's Chicken, Chevy of West, Socorro Ford, Triple S Sports, West Redholds. Road loss to Lorena as the West Trojans have won and won in non-district play. Coach, you have to believe the turnovers played a big role in that loss. You know, they did. Uh, you know, both of them occurred inside, uh, you know, Lorena territory. The first one, I believe, inside the intersection we threw inside the 10. And then, uh, you know, a couple drives later, we fumbled inside their 30. And so, uh, you know, we were moving the ball and had some things going in. And, uh, you know, they capitalized off those turnovers. And so it, it, it was a tough situation for us. So hopefully it's one of those things, a non-district game you learn from, you put behind you, and uh, you make sure it doesn't happen again, uh, you know, when district starts. Other than those turnovers, were you pleased with how the offense was able to move the football? You know, at times, we're still really inconsistent, uh, you know, with uh, with our execution. And so we're, we're going to work hard. You know, we're open this week, and we're going to work hard this week to try to get better at some of those fundamental things that we feel can help us. The biggest part of it right now is just the, the consistency that we're looking for, and, um, you know, hopefully we can improve on that. You mentioned that you have an open date this week. What's the focus of practice? You know, I think the biggest thing is we're going to try to get back to some fundamental things. You know, we, we spend so much time. Uh, with so many young guys, just making sure that we get some scheme stuff done and, and, and we game plan that we kind of gotten away from some fundamentals the last couple of weeks. And so uh, we're going to work really hard this week to be to work on some fundamentals, you know, individual skills and some things like that to, you know, hopefully make us some better football players where that execution and that consistency will, will, be, uh, will be more what we need. ESPN Central Texas. This is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura. Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. <laughs> That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family Ford where our, our family, family makes, makes the, the difference. difference. The next time you need to rent or buy heavy equipment, remember West Rentals. At West Rentals, you'll find scissor lifts, ditch witch, 
SkyTrack, storage crates, skid steers, backhoe, power washer, jackhammer, jumping jack, and concrete trowels. Their goal is to meet all your needs from small jobs to large contracts. Locally owned and operated, West Rentals, 226 West Oak Street in West and at westrental.net. At Bush's Chicken, we understand how stressful life can be at times. There's work, getting kids to and from school, ball games, and other extracurricular activities. That's why we make ordering at Bush's Chicken quick and easy with the fastest drive through service you will ever experience. You can leave the cooking to us, save time, and still feed your family a solid meal. On your way home, stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. We all know high school football is huge in Texas. What else is huge is our selection of new Chevrolets and certified pre-owned vehicles at Chevy of West, home of Silverado City. And when you find new roads to Chevy of West, our award-winning team is here to help you find the perfect new Chevy, all with a free lifetime powertrain warranty. For our starting lineup of new Chevys and big savings, too, please visit ChevyofWest.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. English Maids is a residential and commercial cleaning company servicing Waco Temple and surrounding Central Texas communities. Owned and operated by Kay English and Laura English Thurman, each employee goes through a complete extensive maid servicing training, screened by national background checks, and bonded. You'll always receive excellent service from people you can trust. Look them up at EnglishMaids.biz. That's EnglishMaids.biz. Boy, is it hot outside. Did you know that you can tell the temperature by counting a cricket's chirps? Did you know that heat waves can actually make train tracks bend? Or that a 2003 heat wave turned grapes to raisins while still on the vine? Hi there, it's the Foundation Doctor again. During this season of extreme heat, the soil is shrinking, the ground is moving, and we're seeing a lot of foundations starting to move around. Are you seeing new cracks in your walls? Is your shoulder sore from prying that pesky door open? Don't let your home suffer from heat exhaustion. At The Foundation Doctor, we've been curing these elements for many years, and we have the right prescription for you and your home. We have more experience and repair options than anyone in town. So when it comes to your greatest asset, trust the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, The Foundation Doctor will make a house call. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. And when it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Bird Colgen Ford is the right call. 
Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models like the Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Bird Colgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Bird Colgen Ford. Experience better at Bird Colgen Ford. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. 21 minutes past the hour of noon on this Football Friday. And joining us on this Football Friday from the Cowboys Network, Mr. Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, how are we? I'm doing great, Ward. How are you? Outstanding. It's game day, so uh, that's always fun. I know you're in the same boat, so kind of gets a little extra pep in our step, doesn't it? No doubt about it. Who uh, who does Temple have tonight? Who they got on the docket? College Station coming up tonight Ooh, at Wildcat Cougars. Stadium. Yes, should be a That'll good be matchup. A fun one. Yeah, College Station. Uh, they they've been playing some Metroplex opponents recently. I've seen them on the schedule a couple different times. Yeah, they played Lovejoy yeah. week before last. Uh, a a yeah. good team. So yeah, very much so. They've been up there, and of course they've been to AT and T Stadium recently, playing for a state championship. <laughs> so should be fun tonight. Who do you have tonight? I've got two undefeateds, actually. I have Oklahoma quarterback commit Michael Hawkins and Emerson as the Mavericks take on Panther Creek, uh, 2-0 team. And they've got a baseball commit at quarterback. But, man, he might be uh, getting some football looks as well pretty soon because he has, I think, already 13 touchdowns and just one interception through the first two weeks of the year. So, uh, yeah, we've got a fun one. Two really good new programs. They're both in Frisco ISD, so – Emerson and Panther Creek and high school football is in full swing. I feel like we're already getting into district play. We're already kind of mm-hmm. starting to, to look ahead to the playoff picture and what it could shape up to be like. So fun times, no doubt about it. Yeah, we got to hang on because we blink and we're already at AT&T Stadium. <laughs> it's, it just wait all year long and then all of a sudden it just yeah. flies by. Cowboys get game number one coming up. And Kyle, I want to ask you a little bit of, I don't know that it's controversy. I don't know that it's something to even really talk about but it made some waves yesterday with Dak Prescott going under sedation for 11 hours to get a full leg tattoo nobody knew anything about it but is that really that big a deal no not at all I didn't think so I don't think it's really yeah I don't really think that's even if anything that just means he was rested right like (laughs) yeah I wish somebody put me to sleep for 11 hours yeah honestly I feel like that would be a a, a end-all be-all end-all solve to a lot of our problems if everybody just shut down for 11 hours i think it'd be great uh no i don't think that's really a big deal at all and honestly it meant a lot to him and a lot to his family he got a matching tattoo also uh with his uh with his older brother tad and of course uh after the passing of their their older brother jace and uh their mom back whenever dak was in college i mean they've been through a lot as a family so uh, at this point in the process, if it's a tattoo, it's a tattoo. Let's not get too twisted about it. I've heard kind of the same things that you were referencing, but don't think it's a big deal whatsoever. It's never going to affect how he plays on the field. Uh, and if it means a lot to him, then then more power to him at that point as well. Just go and do what makes you happy. And he's earned the, the, the thought process of, of being in a, in a good spot because of how much he's gone through uh, as an individual and as a family in his position. Kyle Yeoman's with us in the press box on this football Friday. And, Kyle, when you look at the preseason for the Dallas Cowboys, 
what was the best thing you saw from this team? I think it was the emergence of the passing game and some of the things, or really even the, the offense and the skill players as well. Because you look at Rico Dowdle and Deuce Vaughn, they both made the team based off of their performances in the preseason games. And, and they are going to be a, a key member, key contribution from both sides uh, in, in special teams and on offense behind Tony Pollard. So that's certainly something. And then Jalen Tolbert uh, doing what he did as wide receiver four and, and earning that spot, I, I think, is something that you can really point to and say, hey, this is good uh, for this, this team and something they needed to happen. I think on the other side of it, something that didn't happen was you didn't see anybody really step up on the offensive line. I mean, Josh Ball and Matt Willetko and, and uh, even Matt Farniak. I mean, none of those guys really, really materialized up front. So you, your skill players had some impact and your skill players made their, their waves in the preseason, but you're still kind of looking for that offensive line up front to, to solidify and find some confidence there. Speaking of the offense, this Texas Coast offense that we've seen glimpses of in the preseason, make no mistake about it, we haven't seen any depth of this offense in the preseason. What do you expect to unfold Sunday night? I I expect an emphasis on the time of possession. This is a team that wants to move the chains. They want to be methodical. I mean, you're going to look up in the middle of the game, you're going to say, okay, they went 15 plays for 72 yards and they find a way to take eight and a half minutes off the clock, but they scored and they lead it by two touchdowns now. So that that would be a perfect scenario because, one, not only does it keep the defense on their toes and they start creeping up, creeping up, and then you try it over the top of the guy like Brandon Cooks or C.D. Lamb, uh, but you also can, can flip the script on defense yourself and you're well-rested. I mean, what could be more scary than a Dan Quinn – led defense with Micah Parsons fully rested, Trayvon Diggs fully rested, Stephon Gilmore fully rested, you get the point. If those guys are fresh and they're able to really pin their ears back and get after the the football and get after the opposing offense, then I think all of a sudden you're talking about one of the better defenses and and better units and, and not only the National Football League in 2023, but maybe of all time if they're able to really put those numbers up. So the offense can really help out that elite level defense by just taking up time of possession and and trying to move the chains. Well, the other thing they can do, they can close out games because of the fact that the offense has just worn the defense down late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, think about this. Like, you're able to put together a drive like that in the third quarter, and you're leading by two scores. Your defense comes out, forces a turnover. You get the ball back at the start of the fourth, and you put together another eight- or nine-minute drive, and you're able to really take time off the clock. Then you're up by three scores. And all of a sudden, the other team's looking up, and there's only three or four minutes left on the clock at the end of the football game. So it really could turn into an advantage. If they're able to, to control time of possession, then that's, that's the case. And that's what the West Coast offense and the Texas Coast offense is predicated on, is, is short slants and, uh, and, and levels to this offense of allowing these receivers to get, get garner separation and uh, get into the second level and the third level of the defense. That's when they're most successful. Is this a better fit for Dak Prescott? I think it is. And not only because of the reads and in the pre-snap reads, uh, I think it's a better fit because it matches the personnel around him. Uh, C.D. Lamb is an inside-outside guy. Brandon Cooks is an inside-outside guy. 
uh, you can put those guys in the slot or on the outside, and then all of a sudden the defense doesn't know where they're going. They could be running a slant or they could be running a go. I, I mean, it doesn't really matter uh, where you put them. It keeps the defense and an opponent uh, guessing, and, and that makes a pre-snap read easier on Dak Prescott because in, instead of getting up to the line of scrimmage and pre-diagnosing whether or not it's cover two or cover three or they're disguising coverage from the safeties, he can step up and say, okay, Brandon Cooks is going to be open on this play because I see outside leverage from the nickelback and he's going to run a slant to the inside and I'm just going to have to put it on the numbers. That is so much easier from a quarterback standpoint. I'm sure you realize that too as a coach, Ward, is if you can simplify things for your quarterback, then all of a sudden it simplifies things all the way through for your football team and your organization as a whole, and I think that's what they did with that. Speaking of Brandon Cooks, how much does he help this offense and more or less really – help C.D. Lamb take that next step to be a dominant receiver? Well, think about it this way. C.D. Lamb has really only had one full season with Dak Prescott, and that was 2021. And, of course, Dak Prescott was an MVP candidate prior to a quick calf injury against the Patriots. He missed the one game against the Vikings. Then he came back, and he was never really completely healthy and mobile at the quarterback position. That was the only year, Ward, where C.D. Lamb had an entire healthy Dak Prescott as his quarterback, where Brandon Cooks has bounced around that he could be the first NFL player, NFL receiver in history to have a 1,000 yards receiving with five different franchises. And, and so it's two completely different schools of thought, it's, but it's also very similar at the same time. Same, same organization for C.D. Lamb, different quarterbacks, mm -hmm. different organizations, different quarterbacks for Brandon Cooks. So you think about the, the impact that Cooks could have really throughout the offseason. It's already laid the groundwork for the, for the rest of the regular season. It's, now he can teach CeeDee Lamb the tricks of the trade to where it doesn't matter who's at quarterback, he's still going to be successful. And then with Brandon Cooks specifically, he's helped some of these younger guys just come along, like a Kevontae Turpin and a Jalen Tolbert with the veteran ability that he has to say, hey, here's what you're doing right, here's what you're doing wrong. And then he's able to do that on Sundays as well by either going underneath, taking the possession catches, or going over the top and being a deep threat. I really like the balance that he brings to this offense, and that's what Brandon Cooks brings is that mentality, the teaching ability for guys like Lamb, Tolbert, and Turpin, and then also just the, the versatility of being an inside guy, outside guy, deep threat, or a possession receiver. It just it, He's the chameleon of the Cowboys offense, and I'm excited to see how he's utilized. Oh, the other side of the ball, what is, what is the most exciting thing about this defense? I'm going to take Micah Parsons away from you because that's the obvious answer. <laughs> so what's the most exciting thing about this defense to you? Well, I think it's, it's similar to what we just talked about with C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks. I think it's the possibility for growth for Trayvon Diggs with Stephon Gilmore on the opposite side. Mm -hmm. Trayvon Diggs as a second-round pick in 2020, was thrust into a spot where he had to be the number one corner. Had to be. And he still is, don't get me wrong. But now he, he, does his, he, he has an opportunity to rely on a number two with Stephon Gilmore. And Gilmore's plenty happy being the number two corner in Dallas where he's really been the number one guy anywhere else he's been in his career. So I'm excited to see how Gilmore can set up set up. Uh, Trayvon Diggs for success because Diggs as a player has always had the interceptions. He's led the NFL in interceptions with 14 
and pass defended passes defended with 35 since the start of the 2021 season. So he's been plenty effective, but now where do guys as quarterbacks and offenses, where do they go with the football? Because if you're looking away from Trayvon Diggs, you're looking right at Deron Bland, who had five interceptions last year, Stephon Gilmore, who of course is one defensive player of the year in the past. I mean, there's, there's possibilities just like the possibilities on offense. This defense is ready to roll. And I think it's that secondary that I'm excited to watch. How much does Leighton Vanderis take that next step as, as one of the floor generals of this defense? And does he have to? I would argue he took a big step last year just by remaining healthy throughout the entirety of a, a sure. full season. And you could see the confidence grow with Leighton in doing so. I think the way he adds to, to his uh, arsenal is by adding some pass rush ability because he's, he's plenty good when it comes to reads hitting holes, making tackles. He's been phenomenal whenever he's healthy and he's good. He's a starter out there and the, the one calling the shots on defense for a reason. Uh, but I think there's there's a chance you're going to see him rushing off the edge. There's going to be chances where he's going to put a hand in the ground and, and really try and confuse defenses to let Micah Parsons either get back to the second level, put him at the nose tackle spot, even a couple zero technique where he just head rushes the, the center and, and then all of a sudden you're – as an offense, you have nowhere to adjust. So uh, I think that's where he's going to bring an added element to this defense is doing exactly what he did in 2022, but just a couple little sprinkles of Dan Quinn magic to try and let Leighton Vander Esch uh, take that next step. When you look at Micah Parsons, and I told you I'd take him away from you as the, the most <laughs> anticipated thing, but I want to talk about him because of the fact that I've seen a couple of places that they're talking about you know, the possibility of – him even moving back into a linebacker position and yeah. playing rush. It, it, is that something that you can foresee happening at some point? Yeah, I mean, he played 74% of his snaps as uh, a pass rusher last year. So, for the most part, he will be on the line of scrimmage and he's going to try and get after the quarterback however he sees fit. Uh, but with those 26 ex extra percent percentage points, I, I think – he does drop back. He does go back into coverage and he does some of the little things that let's say a, a DeMarcus Lawrence or a Dorrance Armstrong have done at that edge rusher spot where they will drop him back. He'll have to take some steps and really rotate with a tight end, rotate with a running back out of the flat. There are a couple ways they can put him in, in spots to be successful. But uh, I think it, it goes back to, to what I said about Leighton Vander Esch. Part of Micah's draw, part of Micah's skill set is just how versatile he is. And it keeps offenses off balance. And if they can continue to do that, I think Dan Quinn's going to take every chance he can to, to confuse the guys on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Don't you think they'll probably use him like a hawk in or a walk-off in where he can do those sure. coverage things and then also drop back into coverage? But still, from that hawk in position, if the play's away, you trail the play and, and can still make the play from there. He's that versatile, yeah. right? Yeah, he did it a couple times last year. I mean, everybody saw what the Lions did last night against the Chiefs and, and getting that win at Arrowhead. But it, it takes me back to one of the plays against the Lions last year that the Cowboys had. They had a tight end go to the opposite side of the formation in the flat, in the red zone, and he was streaking toward the pylon. Micah comes from the opposite rush end and finishes the play, actually forces a fumble out of bounds that ended up being a touchback. Uh, one of the most miraculous plays I've ever seen from uh, an edge rusher, linebacker, whatever you want to call him. He's just a, a defender. He's a football player. 
And so, yeah, I think you're going to see him in multiple spots, whether it's out at wide nine, at the zero technique at times, just on, in certain packages, or even drop him back to the second level and let him cover a little bit. He is that versatile. He's that athletic. And I think Cowboys fans are lucky to have number 11 on their defense. And I, I expect him to take a big step this year and really solidifying just how good of a defender he is in the, the professional ranks. Can he be the MVP? MVP would be a long way because that's really turned into a quarterback award. Well, a but if he, defensive MVP. Yeah, if he could be, he could certainly be defensive player of the year. Okay. I would not be shocked if we're talking at the end of the NFL honors and we look up and, and he's the one receiving that defensive player of the year award. Honestly, I don't think MVP is really out of the conversation either. If he has just a nuts year, he just he comes out, he's got 20 sacks, he's fourth, an X amount of number of fumbles, he's, he's returned one for a touchdown or two for a touchdown. I don't think you could necessarily mix the MVP conversation, but just what this league has been, it's turned into a quarterback. It, that's league, a quarterback at, award, at yeah. Yeah, at least at this point. So it, it would have to take uh, a bit of uh, maybe – maybe confusion at the quarterback spot, and then he would just have to be extra dominant. But I think he's that good. I think he could get at least in that conversation if he has a phenomenal year. Kyle Yeomans with the Cowboys Network with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And Kyle, Cavante Turpin, what are you expecting from him? I, I want to see this be his breakout year because he's going to be more comfortable. He's a pro bowler last year. Yeah, it, This might be an opportunity to see some big plays because he's certainly capable of it, isn't he? Yeah, and he's going to have every chance. I mean, he'll, of course, still have the punt and kick return duties, and he was so close last year to Mm -hmm. break the touchdown in the regular season like he did in the preseason. But I I think you're going to expect a lot of that. But I I think he gets more snaps on offense, too. Do you? And he didn't really get a ton. He didn't get a ton of reps, a a ton of run last year with the offense, uh, mostly because I think there was some some confusion on, on personnel and where they really trusted guys and, I think there's more trust with the system in place and with him being in the fold for an entire year now. I think he, he could certainly see some more snaps in this West Coast, Coast offense, and I think he fits the mold as a receiver that could have some success in it too. What does the Joe Burrow contract do for Dak Prescott? Uh, it doesn't do a whole lot right now. Uh, if anything, it, it does something for the front office to say, hey, maybe we should look at an extension for Dak at the moment, while we have a little bit of leverage by trading for for Trey Lance, uh, we we maybe look to extend Dak at a, a cheaper margin than the fifty five million a year that that Joe Burrow just locked up. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if Dak goes out and has a phenomenal year and he's in the MVP conversation with that quarterback award that <laughs> we just talked about, yeah, you can forget then, that. Yeah, then all of a sudden, I think that's when it comes into play. He hasn't necessarily had the the year to say. I'm at Joe Burrow level. I'm at Patrick Mahomes level. But if he has a year where he is at least considered to be in that mix and he's able to lead this team to where they haven't been in quite some time, which is a conference championship game or a Super Bowl, then all of a sudden I think you're talking about one of the biggest contracts in sports history. Is the scariest position for you on the field right now at kicker? No, it's offensive line. There you go. Not even close. Yeah, I, I actually trust Brandon Aubrey right now. I really do. I like what we've seen from him. He's had pressure on him since he got in the building. So just as much as you can say, oh, these are preseason games, there's no pressure in preseason games, that is incorrect, especially for a guy like Brandon Aubrey who's fighting for his chance to mm-hmm. be on the roster. There mm-hmm. was plenty of pressure on every kick, not only in the games, 
but even in practice too. And so I, I trust him to, to have some success and, and hopefully now that he's kind of settled in and, and at least he's chosen to be the guy, I have more possibilities with him up front. It's really Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith being banged up on the offensive line that has me, uh, has me scared to death. I, at least based off of Mike McCarthy's words this morning, it looks like Tyron should be good to go uh, at left tackle going into to week one. But if he's not by some chance after suffering the ankle injury yesterday mm-hmm. and then Tyler Smith is unable to get back to practice tomorrow, uh, then all of a sudden you're talking about Chuma Adoga and TJ Bass as your starting offensive lineman Oof. up against that really stout Giants front. So I think my biggest question is the offensive line. And like I said, it's not particularly close. Your prediction for Sunday night? Give me the Cowboys, offensive line woes or not, to win it. 27-13 final from MetLife. All right, very nice. Kyle Yeomans with the Cowboy Network. Hey, Kyle, have a great call tonight. I appreciate your time as always, and we'll catch up next week, man. All right, Ward, you too. Have fun, and we'll talk to you again soon. There he goes, Kyle Yeomans, Cowboys Network. That's a good good pick, taking the Cowboys. I Someone asked me yesterday, we were talking about it on the Matt Mosley show, mm-hmm. and I think I said that I, I, I'm, I do, I'm not worried, which means I'm probably not worried enough, but I said I thought 31-13. I think they're just going to feast on Daniel Jones. He can run, but I don't think he can outrun the Cowboys' defense. They've got Barkley and they've got Waller, who are both pro bowlers, but they, they have nothing at receiver. They have a bunch of average to below average guys mm-hmm. at receiver, and that just doesn't cut it in the modern NFL. No, Unless I, you have – well, actually, nice. last night it didn't even cut it with Patrick Mahomes. And that's Daniel the, Jones, and that's the best player in the NFL. Absolutely. Daniel Jones is certainly no Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, he is not. All right, thanks again to Kyle Yeomans joining us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Stay right there. More football coming up on this Football Friday on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. The Robinson Coaches Show with Chris Lancaster is brought to you by Triple S Sports. Time now to visit with head coach Chris Lancaster. Coach, let's go back and revisit the Caldwell game. 28-0, your, your team got that paycheck, so to speak. Yeah, you know, it was a great victory, number one on the road. You know, whenever you go away from your home field, you, you worry about, you know, how you travel, uh, where's the locker room, is, are, is everybody going to pack their socks, girdles, and things of that nature. But I thought our kids handled that adversity and, and uh, really put on a great show. When you go back and look at the film, what was the big growth for you between the university game and the Caldwell game? Well, I think a lot of it had to do with our offensive and defensive line. Number one, we wanted to establish the run early, and we did that. And defensively, I thought our uh, defensive coaches and our kids really accepted the challenge of getting kids in the right gap, playing some better technique, and then we just kind of smothered their offense. Tonight, it's the Rockets and the Ducks. Both teams come in at 1-1. One and one. Coach, when you look at Taylor and you're, you're scouting report on Taylor, what do you see out of this out of this football team? Well, I see a good football team. I see... Uh... I see one that they're they're well coached. You know, offensively they're going to spread you out a little bit. They're going to really rely on the uh, a lot of counter uh, counter zone inside and outside, and then you know, and trying to get the ball to number ten, who we think is their top receiver. Um, defensively, uh, three four, they're going to play with three down linemen, very similar to us. Um, what really concerns me the most tonight, Tom, is the special teams. Uh, you know, they have two outstanding kickers. 
And uh, what they do on kickoffs is they try to uh, try to gain an extra uh, offensive series by kicking a surprise onside or sky kicking it and put you in a bind, whether you fair catch it or even just fielding the football. So we got to do a great job tonight in our special teams, and uh, and then and then just weathering the storm up front, both offensively and defense, and seeing are, are they going to line up the same way they have in the past couple of games. ESPN Central Texas. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Sunday night, it's your Cowboys and the New York Giants live from MetLife Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at mayatfuels.net. That's mayatfuels.net. There's a lot of synergy between ExtraCo's mission to build people, businesses, communities, and our company's vision where we are really all about building people. Because ExtraCo is so committed to building businesses, like they even pour into this local community. They pour into us all the time. It's just awesome that they would come alongside us to support us, but also pour back into our business. That's really important to us. To learn more, visit ExtraCoBanks.com. ExtraCo Banks is member FDIC. It's no exaggeration to say QC Kinetics can change your life. Hey, it's Matt Mosley from ESPN Central Texas. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all of that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with with pain. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, uh, or neck for me, you need to call and get a free consultation for the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now is the best time to get started. 254-415-4100. Again, 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics 254-415-4100. Ah, it is a football Friday. That'll get you going. 
you can let that Absolutely. ride if you want to. That's oh, okay. that's I love that. Song. One of my favorites, and and prominently featured in one of my favorite movies, Stripes, <laughs> which always reminds me of that movie every time I hear it. But I love that song. Oh, that's good stuff. As we approach Friday night football here on ESPN Central Texas, lots of good games around the area uh, for you to check out coming up tonight and uh we've got four of them as we mentioned at the start of the show right here on the stations uh, robinson taylor right here yes that will be and they could change robinson's games have been pushed (laughs) back the last two weeks for you know because of heat right so but as of right now robinson and taylor right here on espn central texas Mm six thirty pregame seven o'clock kickoff with tom barfield and coach johnny tucson Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Cameron Yo and Waco Conley tonight, 7 o'clock kickoff. That should be a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crossroads, Bobcats taking on Bruceville. Eddie at 7 o'clock at Eagle Field. Axtell and Dawson also tonight at 7 o'clock. Moody Bearcats and Hubbard uh, at 7 o'clock at, at Jagger Field. Uh, the Taylor Ducks taking on the Robinson Rockets, as Aaron just mentioned, right here on ESPN Central Texas. How about Austin Vandergriff? The Vipers taking on the Panthers of Hewitt Midway. That'll be at Crusader Stadium kickoff at 7 o'clock tonight. That should be a good game and one for the uh, 12-6A to kind of keep an eye on, get another measuring stick on where Midway is before district starts in a couple of weeks. Absolutely, yeah. They And they've well, they played really well against two really good teams mm-hmm. and had fourth leads going into the fourth quarter, just couldn't finish. Talked with Coach Anderson about that in our weekly coaches interview, and that that was his main emphasis. You know, that was his big point: is got to finish out games, and hopefully they'll hopefully do that this week against Vandergrift. But man, that is a good team. College Station comes into Wildcat Stadium, the home opener for the Temple Wildcats in week number three. It's a seven o'clock kickoff, uh, six thirty pregame over on Fox Sports Central Texas. Grapeland takes on Bremont tonight. Middle Othian Heritage. Taking on Waco La Vega. Uh, that comes up at Willie Williams Stadium tonight at 7.30. Reese will host Thorndale tonight. Also, the Crawford Pirates playing host to Rio Vista. The Eagles coming into Pirate Stadium at 7.30 tonight. McGregor in Gatesville to take on the Hornets. Troy Trojans will be in Rogers taking on the Eagles. Uh, Cedar Hill TLC Tigers taking on Lorita at home. So, they'll be at Leopard Stadium 7.30 kickoff. Hillsboro and Little River Academy, the Bumblebees playing host to the Eagles tonight. Should be a pretty good ball game there as well. Who does Lorena play tonight? Lorena has Cedar Hill TLC Tigers. So they'll be taking on each other tonight. Uh, Marlin in Grosbeck taking on the Goats. Clifton taking on Bosqueville. Uh, the Cubs taking the Bulldogs at Bulldog Stadium 7.30 coming up tonight as well. So lots of... Uh, Lots of high school football around the area. If you'd like to venture out and catch some of it and take your radio alongside and you hear one of the four games that are here on our stations as well while you're catching some high school football, we encourage you to go out and see uh, see the pageantry of Texas high school football. And not only that, you see the drill team and the band and the cheerleaders and support it all and have a great Friday night. It should be a whole lot of fun. Uh, Texas Rangers, they aren't a whole lot of fun right now. They didn't lose last night. Well, yeah, they didn't. <laughs> and that's about and they have the A's, so they, you know, we'll see. Yeah, the the A's. Now, how would you like to be the A's right now? They're 36 and a half games back. 
<laughs> 36 and a half games back. I say they just roll over for the Rangers. That would be my advice. Uh, I want to make sure you get that top pick. <laughs> right now, that is the worst record in Major League Baseball, and it's not even close. Um, for the Rangers now, they find themselves three games back and a game and a half, I believe, out of the wild card. Uh, so something's got to got to change on a three-game losing streak right now. And I know they have a couple of games or a couple of series with the Mariners head-to-head. That could change some things. But the way the bullpen's going right now, the way the starting pitching's going right now, I don't even think that helps this team. Having that opportunity head-to-head against the Mariners, it's just not going to be enough. And the Rangers are just slowly but surely slipping away, right? Yeah, I mean, and this is this is it. This is the last chance. You've got to start with this series, especially with this series against Oakland, because after that, you've got the Twins, mm-hmm. the Indians, seven against the Mariners, and then a series in between the two Mariners series with the Angels. So, I, mean, I know it's an old, probably overused expression, but you got to make hay while the sun shines. And, and the sun is setting very fast on the Texas Rangers season. It absolutely is. College football last night. Louisville takes on Murray State. A big win, a shutout, even 56 to nothing. I uh, I looked at the score and then I went, no, nope, I'm going to stay with the Belton, Lake Belton game and the NFL because that one just wasn't close. It was 21 nothing midway through the first quarter. So not a whole lot to, to watch there. Coming up tonight for college football, you got Indiana State at Indiana, 6 o'clock kickoff. And then the Big 12 in action tonight on ESPN2. It's Illinois and Kansas coming up tonight. And I watched a little bit of that game. That they, should be very, fairly is, entertaining, yeah. Yeah, Jalen Daniels expected to play after missing their first game. They didn't really need him for the first game. It was a pretty easy win. Mm-hmm. But uh, they will need him tonight against Illinois, and I think if he plays, they win. I think so, too. I I, I really do. And then a full slate on Saturday in college football. Um, okay, Aaron. Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> not even close. Yeah. I was going to try to trick you, but there's no use in it. <laughs> Alabama-Texas is the game to watch. And that, Al- that, and is, I, and that is the number one game, isn't it? Yes, and I'm taking Alabama at home. I would be very impressed if Texas went on the road and won in Alabama. I would, too. And it would certainly turn some heads. I, I yep. think it's going to be a close football game. I, I really do. I do, too. But I think Alabama has the home field advantage, and I think they win it at Bryant-Denny Stadium. It's just a tough place to play for anybody, and that includes the Texas Longhorns. I, you know, I'm, I I'm, don't have time because we're about out of time. But, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out how, how many times they've lost at home in the last decade. And I bet – it's I not bet very it's, many. I bet you can count them on two hands. I bet I bet that's right. And it may be one maybe hand. Maybe one hand. It may be. Maybe, maybe one, one hand. hand. But I certainly guarantee it's two hands. Uh, some other games that pop off the page coming up uh, tomorrow. Uh, Utah-Baylor, for obvious reasons, uh, to see if the Bears can bounce back uh, and take on the number 12 team in the country at 11 a.m. Of course, our ESPN Central Texas kickoff show Presented by the Baylor Alumni Association, will start. 
Bright and early, Bushy Tail. Yeah, there you go. Yes. 7 a.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas, and then you can get full coverage as the Baylor tailgate show will follow that. And then, of course, J-Bo in the booth with the pregame show kickoff, and then we'll have the fan forum after that. It's all right here on ESPN Central Texas. That's going to do it for us here on this Football Friday. Go out and enjoy some football this weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday. For Aaron, I'm Ward Wines. Until next time, so long, everybody.